Sean and Caitlin are on break this week, but while they're off, Dad's Daughters and Dollars is still on. Here's an encore of one of their most popular episodes. Enjoy. Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean the Dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter. Clearly, my dad's mistaken. Welcome back, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our first three podcasts, which we posted not too long ago. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Caitlin, my daughter. Hello, everyone. And yeah, I just want to echo that. Thank you. It was really cool to see people uh, responding from all walks of life, I guess, from uh, my dad's friends to my friends to people all in between and people, uh, I guess some people like the cup holders. A shout out to y'all. <laughs> that was episode three where we talked about uh, stress-free negotiating for a car. Yeah. And my daughter referred to cup holders and we got a I mean, like they're pretty awesome. That. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But <laughs> uh, before we go on, I do have to mention our announcer is my lovely and gorgeous and intelligent wife, Deanne, your mom. Yeah. So she does both our intro and our disclaimer, and I just want to make sure we uh, recognize her. She's she's a homie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we talking about today? Uh, I think you said you wanted to talk about credit cards. Well, credit cards and credit. So, all right. So my first point to you today is credit cards, you get at this piece of plastic in the mail, right? And sometimes you, you can have it on your phone, and then you just scan it across whatever credit right, card yeah. machine. I feel like everyone's making a credit card today. Apple have their own credit card now, I think. But this is the mistake, and it's just a mindset that everybody has. A credit card is not a device for buying things. It's a device for borrowing. So you're a not... It's interesting you put it that way, because I think when per- people might initially hear that, they go, uh, you kidding me? Because I bought a car with this. I bought a... Well, maybe not a car, but I bought a, all my groceries with this. I brought a, right. my gas with this. I bought, you know, that boxing you know thing over there there's a boxing thing in, in the right. same room <laughs> so the bottom the bottom line is that when you use your credit card even though you believe you're buying something and ultimately you are what you're actually doing is you're borrowing money to buy that thing so you're, you're borrowing ta- money from like the credit card company yeah you're taking a loan now here are the terms of the loan if you agree to pay in most uh, credit cards have like a 30 days to pay. If you agree the full amount that you bought something, then you get to get it for the full amount. But if you go past 30 days, you are now agreeing to buy it for more than you thought you were buying it for. Does so that make sense? if I take... The- I'm gonna, let me use an example. You bought a $200 pair of sneakers, right? Damn. And then... <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I haven't spent that much on sneakers right. yet. I okay, mean, so, but let's say somebody bought a $200 <laughs> pair of sneakers. They pay it off in 30 days. They paid $200 for their sneakers. But if they take um, three months to pay it off, you might now pay $215. You might pay right. whatever. And you might go, well, $215 is not big a deal. But basically, every time you use a credit card, you're borrowing money. You are uh, agreeing to have a loan. So people understand when they buy a house and they have to get a loan for a mortgage, they get a loan. But every time you use that piece of plastic, you're agreeing to have a loan. If you're smart, and the thing I'm going to try and teach you during this episode is you pay it off 100% because you don't want to be in debt. So do 
Does the $15 range though? You said like $200 pair of sneakers, $15. That obviously depends on the credit card company and like the terms of the loan that you're agreeing with. Like if you get the ultra mega like heavy, I have a friend who has, um, uh, I think one of the parents of the friends has like one of those cards that actually weighs super heavy. It's like a super it, it, ultra deluxe has a fee, like an annual fee. And depending on what the card is, it depends, like it changes that $15. Maybe it's $230. Correct. Maybe it's. Well, it all depends a hundred percent on what's the interest rate of the credit card. Right. So credit cards can range from, let's say, Oh, an 11% interest rate up to like 27%. It's crazy. And the people who are getting 27% credit card uh, things is because they probably haven't paid off their credit cards on a regular basis, so they're not considered a good credit risk. Oh, so, I wait. So the, the quicker you pay off your credit cards, the better your credit score is? Not only the better your credit card score is, but the better percentage uh, interest rate you can get. So, so... Let's say I'm someone and I'm listening to this podcast and maybe I don't pay off my credit card every month. Is that... Um, One a bad thing, but well, <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, is that something that uh, if you start paying off everything, you pay off what you're, you owe, but then you, you, keep, like, you keep paying what uh, you buy each month and you pay it in full. You're not... You 100% don't wait every month. 100% every month. Does that mean your credit score goes up? It, yes, it does. Do you know how long that process takes? I don't know exactly how long, but I do know like the maximum credit card uh, when you have a your credit report, I think the highest amount you can have is like 850 points. So, but if someone's at 650, I, I don't know if that's frankly yeah, good or bad. I feel like that could be average or Then or your of the interest road. rate, most credit cards have a thing built in that says that your interest rate can now go up. Because you're not paying off. It's not so much that you're not paying off at 100%. Interest rate go up and means like you pay less in interest. That's what you mean? No, you pay you pay more in interest the longer you take to pay. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. I misheard you. Okay, got it. So for instance, here's your $200 pair of sneakers. You pay it off within 30 days. You get, you get the credit card statement, let's say, after 20 days. And it says, you know, this payment's due on July 15th or something. If you pay it by July 15th, you've paid exactly the $200 for those sneakers. Now, if the interest rate is like 19% and you now pay, you know, it says the minimum payment is $35, but you pay $20, you're not only going to get paid late fees, you're going to get, because you didn't pay the minimum, you're going to wind up paying an interest rate that's higher than the 19%. Oh. And it, and it depends on the credit card. Every credit card has different varying rates depending on how good of a credit risk you are. Do you think credit card companies um, put that minimum payment there on purpose to try and, like, get you? No, 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 no. Because if you're, let's say you do, you bought that $200 pair of shoes, and it says minimum payment due, like $35, and you pay that $35. Essentially, you're saying, I'm going to make this loan longer, but that interest that that we agreed to is just only going to go up further and further because I'm taking longer and longer to pay you, fully pay you that 200. So they're like, no, like, do you know what I mean? Like the minimum payment was made a thing because obviously the credit card companies do want their money, but they also kind of want to get you trapped into like paying more interest. Is that, well, is that uh, wrong uh, to accuse companies of doing that? Yes, yes and no. The, the minimum credit card payment that is now required on all credit card statements, that didn't come around until 2009. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, it was this credit. Oh, so it had to do with the crisis? Yeah. It was something like the Credit Card Act of 2009 that card issuers are legally required to do a minimum payment warning on each billing statement. So mm-hmm. let's say credit cards were around since 1950 and for up to 2009, no one ever knew what were the consequences of not making at least a minimum payment. And the credit card companies are getting wealthier and wealthier, and they want to extend credit to people as long as it eventually gets paid. But they loved getting all that interest. But then when some people are like, they've, they've bought too many things on their credit card, and they're eventually going to default on their credit card, then the credit card company is like, this is not a good thing. Right. But I think it was Congress did this Credit Card Act of 2009 saying, you have to put a minimum payment. People have to be more educated about what, you know, are the consequences of only paying $10 on a $500 thing. You bought a TV for $500. You're like, well, pay it off over 50 months. Well, over 50 months, you're not paying 500. You might've paid $1,200 for that. 50 months is like, like four years. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, the bottom line is I really, you know, you pay off a hundred percent of your credit card balances because you are taking a loan every time you use your credit card. Now, mom and I have had credit cards for over 30 years, and we've never not paid at least 100% of the balance. So that when it came time to buy a mortgage, we got a really good interest rate based on our credit. So had you not, like, so that essentially affected how quickly you were able to pay off your mortgage too, right? Because if if you have a credit score of not 850, if 850 is the best or or whatever it is, um, and it's lower than that, that means that when you are trying to get a mortgage for a house or trying to make those big payments, people are going to lend you the money, but at a at a higher expense, you're going to end up paying more for it. Correct. Okay. So, so a, a house that's $100,000, if they frankly even exist anymore, I don't know. Um, right. A, a house that's $100,000, that if you have a low credit score over time, would actually be a thousand, one hundred thousand and. $120,000 or I don't well, know. It all depends. Everything is a hundred percent dependent on the interest rate. So, and how long you take to pay it. But I'll give you an example. Um, I'm just like checking out my notes here. So that if you have a credit score between 760 and 850, so that's the highest range for credit, you can get the best interest rate on a home loan. And mom and I both had like 847. We don't know why it wasn't perfect, but um, it, and if you get a credit score between 620 and 630, you know, someplace in the 600s, your interest rate for the exact same house will be 1.5% higher on average. So on a $200,000 loan, you pay more than $70,000 more for that house. And that's probably based on you were not paying your credit cards on time. Now it comes time to buy a really big purchase, which is either like a car, a house, credit to get a, you know, a college education, you're getting less um, good rates to, to get those big purchases. Hey, everyone. Just want to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. It's the app we use to get our podcast to you. Sean and Caitlin have really enjoyed their experience, and it's super easy to use. Certainly, if Sean can use it, hey. you can. We really think everyone should use Spotify for Podcasters. Start talking about your hobbies or your deepest, darkest secrets. Something. You won't regret it. Wow. So so if I needed a loan for something, let's say even like a business loan. Correct. I, I hear sometimes a lot of people like 
you know, maybe you take a second mortgage on your house because you're trying to, you know, make an investment or, or, or invest in a business, you know, maybe right. a family business, a new business, someone's insurance company. I don't know. Um, you, you'll end up spending more if you have a lower credit rate. So it, it's all essentially tied together. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So what you do with your credit cards can affect the rest of your life in terms of reaching any type of financial independence. Right. So the quicker, I mean, there's three types of debt that are almost impossible to avoid. Car, college, and home. So a home here, we live in California where like the average house is like 700,000 or something. So no one has 700,000 in general to put down cash for a house. So of course you you wind up taking a loan, but then eventually over time, that house is going to go up in value and you're going to have a place to live like for the rest of your life, unless you move on up with college. You know, if, if the average cost of college was $50,000 a year, most people can't afford to just give $50,000 cash. So yeah. I mean, taking a loan, especially, I mean, I went to school out of state. Um, it, it was definitely a lot. I mean, I just want to point this out too. Can dad, can you tell the audience how much you paid for college? Or how uh, much it was to go to Boston College when you went? Uh, yeah, over four years it cost twenty four thousand. Yeah, so that was six thousand dollars a year, and you went to the University of Michigan, which was over sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it was just nuts. Um, so I guess my question is: is um, was that also too like considering out of state fees? Like, was out of state yeah. a thing of, back then? Out of state is always more expensive than in state. If you can't tell from the, I mean, I can't really tell because I've listened to you my entire life, but my dad is from New York, so New York to BC, or New York to Massachusetts, I guess. Right. Um, but, wow, because that's, that's kind of, it's nuts how much things cost these days. Right, exactly. So, But you're going to keep putting yourself in a hole the more debt you acquire. And one of the major places that people acquire debt is credit cards. So, like, I'll tell you an example uh, the average credit card debt for Americans is $6,194. Wow. So if they're paying off the minimum, the chances of them, we're saying- Ever that, fully paying off that 6000 is- No, let's say they eventually can pay off the six, but the 6194 makes the assumption they never purchase another thing again until right. they pay that off. But gas, groceries, utilities, rent, you know. Also- The whole enchilada- if we're saying part of your like American dream is to own a home someday, the way you can own a home is to have as little debt as possible so that when it does come time to buy a home, you have a fighting chance to get a home because you're going to get the best interest rate. So if you're really irresponsible with your credit cards now and you go, oh my God, I just saw that great shirt and I that great you know TV and that great DVD player and that everything, whatever it is that you have to have at that moment, and if you pay it off over time, the chances of you getting in a house get further and further away. Right. So essentially, I mean, not that this was your point, but if you want to buy a $200 pair of sneakers, make sure you have the $200, make it like a little gift, like save up for it or get the uh, $130 pair. That's probably a, still a decent pair. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there are plenty of options out there. I know that every once in a while, somebody's going to go, I'm going to do an impulse buy. But if you do impulse... Or like a treat yourself buy. Shout a out treat to yourself buy. But if you are going to do impulse buys all the time, you are going to be 
you keep pushing yourself further and further from financial independence. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're necessarily depriving yourself. You're just doing your best to, uh, you know, stay on track because w- once you reach financial independence, you have choices. I, I will never preach to you, or oh, you got to become a millionaire because millionaire is like the ultimate goal. I would never preach that. It's me. It's, I want you to have choices so that if, you know, for some reason you're married and you guys get an opportunity and you're going to move to the Midwest and it's an incredible job that you have choices in terms of when you move, like our credit is good. We can, we can find a house right away. We didn't like spend too crazy on our credit cards. You have options. Yeah. Well, and this is super useful too. I just, um, I just officially got like my first credit card and, um, it has like a certain credit limit and all that. Um, and I've, I think I've made like a total of three purchases on it, like four purchases and they were all, it's, it's a business, um, credit card technically. Um, and you paid it off a hundred percent. Yeah. Paying it off a hundred percent. It's certainly, uh, a learning experience, but I'm, I now know I'm not going to buy things that I haven't already saved up for. Certainly. Right. So I, I saw this before we went on. I, I went on uh, Google and checked. 120 million Americans carry credit card debt. So that's 63% of the people that have credit cards. They have debt. So that's making it harder and harder for them to um, get any place near financial independence. Right. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just gets more and more difficult. Yeah, it's a, the light at the end of the tunnel gets smaller and further away. <laughs> right. All right, so one of the reasons we talked about you not pay or paying off 100% of your balance everything is because if you pay in full each month, it means you'll pay no interest. The interest is the uh, amount of money that you agree to pay right. for taking a loan or borrowing money to get whatever you purchased. Make sense? Yeah. All right, so you don't want to do that because you're going to get further and further behind, right? Right. And most people are going to keep buying things on the credit card. Right, yeah, and people can't go for a long time without buying just the essentials. All right, and then you know how I said that the higher your credit uh, report score, and the highest is 850, the better rates you can get on big purchases like uh, a house or a car. You mm-hmm. they, will tr- they will run your credit before you purchase those things, and they go, oh, it's 850. We can trust this person with a loan from the bank for the, for the house. So you're going to do so much better doing that. When you don't carry a, a, a balance on a credit card, it can help your credit card go, credit score go up. Even, right, yeah. So even if that, you're yeah. not purchasing anything. Wait. I know that's bizarre, right? Wait, wait. So say that again? What? So there's a thing called credit utilization, which means if you have a three, I think your credit card has a $3,000 maximum, you know, that's your, uh, the max you can charge on the card. If you are charging $300 or less, so that's 10%, if you stay below that 10%, and that's how much, I I bought up to $300 that month and I paid off 100% of the balance, that 10% or lower, your credit score will go up. So let's say you got your first credit card and your credit card score is like, they have no score for you. It's like they're going to give you a basic 600 or something. It'll keep climbing up when you pay off 100% of your balance. And then if you, one month, don't charge anything on the card, your credit card balance will go up. Wow. Exactly. So if, if my uh, 
credit card limit is a thousand dollars. I don't, Correct. you know, I don't know how many people have that. Maybe a lot more people have more than that. Um, and I only spend a hundred dollars on it or less and I pay it off in full. If my credit, you know, score was at a, a six twenty. 625, right. it would go up. So maybe that's 626 or maybe that's 630. I don't know how drastic the point is. But if I did that consistently, my credit score would go up. Correct. So even though I'm still spending money, but it's because I'm paying it off in full. If I, what if I spent, do you know if, if I spent less than 10%, like I only spent $100, but I only paid them 50, what happens then? Well, I don't know exactly what will happen to your credit score, but I know that you, you now are not only going to pay interest, which eventually, if you do that on a regular basis, your credit score will go down. Okay. So, yeah. So, so the whole point is is that you have to pay it off in full. And then there's also the added benefit of if you pay it off in full and you spend less, like the, the a very small amount of what your limit actually is, that also helps improve a credit score. Correct. Okay. All right. So then I want to tell you one other thing. Um you can request a free credit report, anybody, for free every 12 months. So I literally put a reminder in my calendar. I want to see what my score is. Now, a lot of credit card statements now will come. I have a Discover card here, and, uh, you know, it says that my credit is 830. You know, it, it tells the credit score right on the thing. Not every credit card does that. but Right, but you still have one you can examine yearly. Right. So that if for some reason... My score went down to like 790. I'll be like, what's that about? I paid 100% every month. How is that possible? I would probably call the credit card company and go, why are you putting me down to 790? Because if I do want to buy another house or something someday, I'm like, what's this about? I want to have the best credit score so that when I get an interest rate on another house, fine, I'm, I'm right. I will get the best rate. So, so has that happened before and you've called and what have they said? Like, is there some reasons to why some people are get knocked down randomly? Well, I'll, I'll give you one quick Cracks story. in the system? Um, we were paying our bills online and mom and I both have a Discover card. And um, I, it was two in the morning and I had just finished working, came home from doing my job in TV and I'm paying the bills and I paid my card on her statement. Meaning like, you know, if you, you look in the the... Oh. online thing, I misread which one I was typing, how much balance I was paying. Oh, got so it. I was paying 100%. So let's say my balance was 500 and hers was 400. I put 500 on, like pay that card 500 on the online thing. But on, you paid off her card? So it wound up, I was going to pay off both cards. Right. But, but I you put just did it with the wrong I put 500 on hers and, and 400, 400 on yours. yours. Oh. So they said that hers had a $100 credit and mine now owed interest. Wait, you can give the credit card company more money? Like, you can give them... You could. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. I mean, I don't know why anyone would, but... Right. So they were saying, so then... They're like, yeah, we'll take your money. So That's the, not a part of the loan agreement, but sure, we'll take it. <laughs> the next month when I got the statement, I called them and said, listen, I made a mistake. And they said, you've been such a great payer. We're not only going to not charge you a late payment... We're going to reverse all charges and we're going to just reverse that you put the 500 towards yours and the 400 towards your wife. You, you put everything in the right place is what they yeah. wanted to do for you. They, and they did it for me, like basically online. Cool. So that, so, but I did see my uh, thing dip a tiny bit. Right. You know, my credit score went down a little bit. I called And then it, it went back up eventually it went, it over went time. Up. So, but the thing for the annual credit report, um, it's www.annualcreditreport.com. And, and that's we, where it's free? 
and that's where it's free. And I put a little reminder on my phone, like, okay, every 12 months, check it out. Um, All right. So should we go into our takeaway for the episode? Yeah, sure. All right. This is one of the most important financial points you'll ever make the rest of your life is if you have a credit card, pay off 100% of it every month, every, every month, because you will, in the long run, you'll get closer and closer to financial independence. Make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Two, order a free credit report every uh, year, at least every 12 months to see where you're at. And uh, This is like a marker for like, where am I at versus where was I last year? Correct. And then also, most people don't know this, you can improve your credit even when you don't use your card if you pay off the balance 100% every month. So if someone my age is living at home during this pandemic and, you know, living with their parents, rent-free, you know, very lucky, you know, food's covered. I know some people who I went to school with who are kind of in similar situations. Right. If they have a credit card of their own and they don't touch it for a month or they try as hard as they can not to, that will still improve their credit score. Correct. Nice. Yeah. So, that yeah, if you have a month that you, you don't use it, great. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. You don't use your card for six weeks. Great. Yeah, if you don't use it for gas or, uh, you know, groceries or something. or. But if you're using it just for basics and then paying those basics off 100%, your credit score is going to keep going up. Right. And you want to, let's just say you want to have a credit score above 800. Okay. And I think that's uh, what we have for this episode. Um, anything well, from you, my co-host? <laughs> um, no, I think I think that was pretty informative. And, and hopefully anyone who's listening got something out of that, whether you're my age or you're my dad's age or somewhere in the middle or somewhere maybe you were just born yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. And um, Yes, and please subscribe. We're, on, we're basically everywhere on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, etc. So we're on wh- whatever's your favorite streaming service. Yeah. And uh, give us a listen, subscribe, and please leave a review. Oh, quick, one th- last thing. Dad's Daughters and Dollars contest, where we do a <laughs> buy and hold contest, where we give $100 to a different person every six months, or I mean, over six months, so one month and then the next month and the next month. So someone in August would get 100, someone in September would get 100, someone Correct, in and the October. idea is that we're trying to teach you how uh, compound interest works, and so uh, the idea is that you will keep, you can contribute more to it, we'll help you open an account, and then uh, as it, it continues to grow, you agree not to take anything out for at least 10 years. And we're hoping that we have... You know, parents who have 10 years old, 10 and under, will, uh, you know, decide to enter the contest and then we'll uh, help you open an account. All right. So that's it. I want to thank my co-host, Caitlin, again. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. This was fun. Um, And thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in. The content on Dad's Daughters and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.